This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to this Black Girl Nerds Podcast Extra. You know, we always do our roundtables whenever a big comic book movie drops, whether it's a Netflix show or a big feature film. In this case, it's a Netflix show, The Defenders just premiered this weekend, and we've got some thoughts about it. So really excited to do this roundtable with none other than Kayla, Mel, Carolyn, and special guest, Melanie. Thank you, ladies, so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Melanie, for our listeners that don't know who you are, can you give us a brief intro? Because you're kind of famous. I'm, I'm, um, I'm... Recognized and poor. That's what I call myself, the recognized <laughs> poor. Um, <laughs> so I, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm Beauty Jackson on Twitter. Um, I am one half of the Good and Terrible show with uh, Siege. We kick ass and take names. Um, I've been uh, I've, I've been with uh, CSPN for for a while so yeah we're i've I'm, I'm kind of all over the place starting trouble uh you can find me in beauty jackson anywhere red bean dreams good and terrible show.com i'm doing it all and maybe maybe kind of rubbing elbows with jk rowling every once in a while every oh, once in a while. wow okay and by rubbing elbows i mean occasionally having her acknowledge my tweets <laughs> <laughs> look that's big <laughs> i haven't even gotten on that level yet so that's what's up Um, Okay, great. Well, let's just jump right into this discussion about the Defenders. First and foremost, how would you rate the Defenders overall? And did you think the series balanced each of these superheroes well? We're dealing with all of the superheroes, of course, from the previous Netflix series. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Funk um, are all... are all a part of this uh, ensemble team. So what, what were your thoughts overall? And anybody can jump in. What's the scale? Um, like, what, how are we rating it? Are we on a 10 or a 5? Uh, um, well, let, let's do, make it easy. 1 to 5. Oh. Uh, hmm. A 2. <laughs> mm. I'm going to have to adjust. Because I, I did it out of 10 and I give it a 6 out of 10. So if I did it out of 5, it will be a 2 out of 5. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I give it a three. I would give it a three only because I'm I'm always here for Luke Cage and mm-hmm. I'm I'm always here for Matt Murdock even though he's done yes. some super suspect <laughs> stuff. But that's my boy. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a three out of five, and I'll I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Um. I me gave- and Kayla on the same wavelength. I'm with both of you, you know, in spite of how I felt. I mean, I felt this show I really was not that into, but I did give it a fairly good rating. I gave it a three out of five uh, when I rated it for BGN um, because overall without Iron Fist, and we'll talk more about him later, I thought the series did okay. Um, And it was really (laughs) great to see uh, great roles by some of the women of color characters, Misty, Claire, and uh, Colleen. So, you know, overall, I, I thought it was pretty good, but it could have been better. And I think I was so disappointed because I had such high expectations of this show. Mm-hmm. Same for me. I, the reason I gave it a two, because as I said, I, I originally rated out of 10. But 
I'm giving it a two out of five because so much of the story centers around Danny and mm-hmm. he is the weak link in the whole story. And because they centered everything on him, like it, it affected how I viewed everything else. If we were to take him out, I'd probably give it a solid four or a 3.5 out of, out, out of five. But because everything is so related to him and to his story, it's a two for me. I love Maluk. I love Jessica and, and Matt, but sorry, dudes. It's a two. Mm-hmm. I think I I'm going to go with a three, too. Yeah, because I said me and Kayla are on the same wavelength about Luke and um, Matt. I love Matt. I love seeing Matt and Jessica work together. I love seeing Matt, Jessica, and Luke work together. And there were like maybe two seconds where Danny and Luke look kind of cute, like in the comic book. Mm-hmm. It was so <laughs> cute. It was so cute, my little heart. I was like, it's like heroes for hire. And then I was like, oh, he's back to annoying the hell out of me. Oh my God. Like when he toned it down, he toned the annoyingness down like two at one. And I was like, look at you. You could almost be something. And then he went back happen? to his. I don't remember that. Well, it happened. It, it happened I while they were eating in the restaurant. I noticed in the restaurant, and there was yeah. a moment when he was tied to the chair, and then yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was he very was telling much so. Luke his backstory, and then Luke's like, no, and then Luke's like, fine, then what? And it was but it's cute, very much so the comics though, because I read Power Man and Iron Fist, and Luke is very protective of Danny. Mm-hmm. In Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, he's very I. You know, plot twist. I have a kid, so I watch Ultimate Spider-Man all the time. So he's very protective of Danny. And I got that in that scene where yeah. he was tied up. And I loved that. It made my heart happy. And then, of course, for me, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Because, yeah, some of it on Defenders was centered around Danny. And then you realize that it's not about Danny. And we'll get to that later. It was plot twist, not about Danny at all. He was really. a plot it bite. wasn't. It wasn't. But I think, as you said, it, it wasn't. But because... It started out that way. It was we were almost kind of deceived, and to me, it wasn't like a happy plot twist. It was more like a meh, because if they had leaned in from that with that from the beginning, I would have probably been more willing to accept all the foolishness we took with Danny. But I when it, when the big reveal came at the end, it was I wasn't that invested mm-hmm. anymore, honestly. So my thing was not so much with the characters themselves because I actually, you know, like the characters and 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 Danny doesn't bother me I don't like him I just don't think of him one way or the other so he doesn't really annoy me I just kind of he's like a bug and I could ignore him (laughs) but for me like my issue and why I dinged it so hard was because the dialogue was so Mm -hmm. terrible Mm, the dialogue was was abysmal and it's Mm. not even and 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 when I look at um comic book like movies and shows or whatever I give them a certain level like I give them a very wide berth because sometimes the the dialogue won't be great but it's still fun there was just not a lot of fun it seemed like they kind of tried to make it like this dramatic whatever but the writing was not strong enough for what they were trying to do and it really really bothered me and it just made the characters flat even characters that I liked it wasn't like I was asking them to reinvent something because when you look at Luke Cage he was great like the dialogue was enjoyable in Luke Cage the dialogue was enjoyable in Jessica Jones the dialogue is fantastic in in um in a daredevil daredevil yeah mm-hmm. i have no idea what the dialogue is like in iron fist because hell to the gnaw but <laughs> i don't girl you like, didn't miss just, much <laughs> it just was like it, it took all these great shows and it was like these the there were just these recurring things that i hated like when they would talk about 
um, when they would bring up something that was, you know, mystical or whatever. And I don't believe this. I don't believe. And like, it kept being a recurring theme. And I'm like, boy, you bulletproof. Why do you not believe you bulletproof? And he has a glowing hand. Why don't you believe the blind man can do backflips? What's going on here? Hmm. And, it's, and, and it's not only that, you know, what keeps bugging me about that with, especially in defenders, they are in a universe where the Avengers exist. They're right. in a universe where Thor exists, where you had aliens open a portal from space. They they exist in that reality. How is a man with a glowing fist so out of bounds for you? None of that yeah. makes sense, dude. You're bulletproof, as you said. Oh, oh, like that that keeps that kept bugging me throughout the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, but dude, the Avengers exist in your realm of existence. What are you talking about? Spider Man lives just down the road. How are you so befuddled by all of this? It was yeah. I, it was it was like distracting, and um, they made me? Sigourney Weaver look flat to me. And oh my that gosh, that was my was, criticism. Yeah. yeah, she was so flat, and her wardrobe was terrible. But she was so <laughs> flat, and I just ha- I just shudder when I think about what they would have done with like a lesser actress because right. wow, she was watchable. Could you imagine? Like. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. How do you water down Sigourney Weaver? Like, how is that even possible? But somehow, somehow they made it happen because she was incredibly two dimensional. And out of all of the villains in the Netflix shows, hers Mm -hmm. was hers was the worst. I mean, it was even worse than Iron Fist villain. I mean, that was an even more compelling villain, in my opinion, than Sigourney Weaver's Alexandra. So well, but, I was very disappointed. Well, you know what you have it? It's because you had Madame Gao. She was the main villain in, in Iron Fist and even in Daredevil. And you had partly in Daredevil in that she was still there when you had Fisk. But now they have, they, they usurped her and put Sigourney. And it's like they're trying to t- take what they had for Madame Gao and, and put it on Sigourney's character. But it's like you could have left that with Madame Gao because she still has the history that Sigourney's character would have had. She had the, the gravitas that Sigourney Weaver has. That ca- that actress that plays Madame Gaul, let me look up her name. She's amazing. They could have given yeah. that to her. There was no need to it bring another actress sense. into it. The thing about it is that they've made sure to put in there that all of these people are just figureheads. All these people that all of the characters have come into and come in contact with were not the top of the chain. Even, and that's what we got with Alexandra, she was not the top. She yeah. created a monster. Right. She's not the top person. So right. that's why I didn't have a problem with it because Gal has made sense from the beginning since Daredevil season one to make sure, by the way, you taking me out does nothing because I'm not the I'm not the one in charge. But, I have a lot of power, but I'm not the one in charge. But didn't they kind of position the show like Alexandra was the main villain? Like even the they thumbnail, did, yeah. even the thumbnail of the Netflix image when you go to Netflix and pull up the Defenders has Sigourney Weaver's face. So, I mean, they really did kind of peg her as the main adversary of the show, which is why I had those super high expectations. Exactly. And she was taken out way too easily. Well, that was like Luke Cage. I know what happened. I was like, wait, what? Just like that? Yeah, they they cotton mouthed her. They did. That was exactly like Luke Cage. Yep. Yeah. Except, you know, this one, I think, made a little bit more sense. (laughs) (laughs) It made sense. It made sense. But it's just the way she it was. She was taken was, out super quick. 
Well, with Cotton how Mouse made sense there was, then I didn't really, I didn't really mind it as much because, like, what, yeah. are, what are we losing, really? It wasn't and like I'm, Cotton Mouth. That, that was like, what the hell just happened? This was just like, right. yeah, I really I mean, liked her outfits, and but it just, I did. She was I really alive did. too long, and then being alive that long maybe watered her down too much. But I, I think, mean, I wish the crazy Japanese guy. I kind of wish he was in charge. But wouldn't you yes. also? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say the main villain was Black Sky as opposed to Madame yeah. Gao? Like yeah. I, and the, I feel like she was the main in villain. In a way, yes, but in a way, she also reminded me of um, Jean Grey in X Men Three, like for the mm. beginning of the season. <sighs> yeah. She didn't have much of yeah. a character either. She was just like, bring her out, and she's gonna stand there looking kind of vacant and be powerful. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she, when she killed Alexander, then she became. A villain, but that was like, the end. Because she had that personality. Was the yeah, but that was built up with her connect, like her bring. I loved her, the the episode where we got to see them bringing her back to life, and right. seeing her journey to like realizing that I have this power, but I also remember who I was. So I, I mean, I appreciated that, and I'm always yeah. here for somebody going over an Ishi on somebody because it was just amazing. <laughs> uh, so it was it was so good. But I I think that the way that they positioned it, they made it, they did that on purpose to make it look like Alexandra was the main villain when it ended up being that Matt's demons and Electra are the main villain, uh, main villains, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's. If you're picking and choosing between, you know, different comic book runs, things are going to start to, like, not make sense. And I think that's the problem with the runs that they're choosing to do the stories by. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's that been my issue with, like, most of Daredevil. Even though I love Matt, there's just certain things I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily do. But that's just me. Can I ask a Daredevil question? Yes. So, like, <laughs> Foggy and Karen in this oh, series, <laughs> they were just kind of they there. Were treating Matt. They were there, but they were treating Matt like he was an addict and being Daredevil was his addiction. And they were trying to save him from that and himself. I, so by I, the end, I was like, they did why that in season so two. <laughs> they did, yeah. but it was it seemed more, I don't know, turned up here. Mm. They, they. He needs better friends. He like went to us. <laughs> he went to the Malia Obama school of friend picking. I just don't like it. <laughs> oh my like, word! The worst friends. Because he's the one with the, 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 the one worst non-supportive. Yeah, yeah. The worst, most non-supportive friends ever. I just can't. I Especially in that room when you see everybody else's support system and how Claire got who Daredevil was in a sentence. Yeah, and they just did not get it. They just did not get who he is, and they they knew him the most. I mean, at some point, you have to acknowledge the fact that Karen Page is a character that we never really needed no. um, from the beginning. Um, I'm so like, and that's the thing though, because she's a. I think it is she is a good actress because she knows how to make us hate her. Because I by the end of True Blood, really? I couldn't. You think it's I mean, by the end of I True like Blood, Jessica. I, really I, I like. I, I mean, <laughs> by the end of True Blood, Jessica was on my last nerve. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a Hoyt lover, and the way they did him was so dirty. Um, I just, I, and then I just, I couldn't deal. But I think it's because the way that it's written, she's a good actress at making you not like her, so she does her job because I don't think you're supposed to sympathize with Karen 
at I all. Thought but I'm we over were it. supposed to. I thought we were supposed to. I, I thought they were trying to make us care for her. Like I could care less yeah. about Karen. She annoyed me every single time. She's like Danny. She's the female Danny Rand. That oh, is Karen who Karen that. is. I like Karen for the most part in Daredevil, but mm-hmm. now it just seems like hip, it like she's being hypocritical. She's all for Punisher, but like Daredevil too much. Mm-hmm. Is not and right. let's not forget, my biggest pet peeve with her is that she caused Ben's death. Sorry, no go mm-hmm. for her. From the moment Ben died, and it was like, wait, your actions led to his death. Chick, you got to go. No, <laughs> I will never forgive Karen for that. And she's just walking around here all willy-nilly, t- giving Matt bad advice and acting like a, a damsel in distress when you were the one, you caused a whole bunch of people's death and then you're friends with the Punisher too? Hypocrite, hypocrite. I just imagined Danny and Karen in the same scene and my nose bled from boredom. <laughs> you, she's the female Danny Rand. <laughs> she's terrible. So, <laughs> can't top that one. Um, so, what was your favorite scene in The Defenders and what was your least favorite scene? Every scene with Jessica and Daredevil interacting. Jessica yes. and Matt are BFFs forever. And I, I ship it. I shouldn't, but I would. I, I mean, they I, just... Yeah. They had That's really good them chemistry. on the couch when she was talking about his family. And I was just like... Oh my god, yes. Comforting him yeah. and she's comforting somebody else at the same time in a yeah. subtle way. Jessica Jones, look at this growth right here on our screen. And I mean, yeah, we get, I just feel, I feel so bad. I feel like she's going to walk away with more PTSD than she did. And you you could see twinges of it when she was talking to Trish at the end that mm-hmm. that's going to play huge when Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones season two comes out. I can see mm-hmm. she's going to have a lot more demons than she normally did. Um, yeah. yeah. Her uh, drinking has substantially increased. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she stole a beer from a homeless man. So yeah, yeah. that's a which, new low. Which I considered, yeah. which I considered as one of my favorite scenes because I'm just it was not hilarious. That good. Still. <laughs> she, could left, she could have left a dollar or something. Nope, not Jessica. Nope. That's Does not she, Jessica. Yeah. Does she have a dollar? Let's consider that. For exactly. exactly. <laughs> does she have one? I don't think she does. <laughs> Though yeah, that at least wasn't. We don't have. Though that wasn't my favorite, I thought that was a great scene just because it like because in this. In this series where everything was so heavy handed and they were mm-hmm. shouting so many plot points at you, that was such a subtle stroke of genius to just kind of show this is where Jessica is. This is what she's about right now. And while you're laughing, you're like, uh, she's kind of going over the edge a little bit. And it it, it, yeah. it kind of points you to where she's going. My favorite scene was the was the cheat code at the end when, you know, when Danny's fist glowed up and they start pl- started playing Protect Your Neck. Like, you oh, can't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Where he... At the end, at the very end, when, when Luke was like, light it up. And, oh. and, you know, Iron Fist came out and, and they started playing Wu-Tang. That's like, you can't, that's really like a cheat code. That and that freaking, what's that, uh, Kanye West black skinheads. You're like, your blackness compels you to like what's nah. going on in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I liked it when Electra played the hell out of Danny and made him punch the wall. It was perfect. She played yeah. him like a fiddle and it was close. I was like, you freaking fool but you know i love seeing it's really not that played. hard oh my god if they had just like, given exactly. daredevil the iron fist we just would have <laughs> solved so many problems so much so many problems um for me my favorite scene was the discussion between misty and colleen 
not only is it because it's leading up to Daughters of the Dragons. Admittedly, I've never read the comics, but I saw a lot of people's um, expectation and excitement for it. But I like when in these shows we have the dialogue between just the women and there's no men interacting mm-hmm. because it reminded me of the scenes in Luke Cage where we had Colleen and, um, no, sorry, not Colleen, where we had Claire and Afri Woodard's character and Missy and everyone, and you had all these women in one room and they're just having this conversation and it has nothing to do with men, it just has to do with them. So I enjoy those. To me, those are my favorite scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, um, We need more that was interactions a, in those shows. That was a great, like the scenes with Claire and Colleen and the scenes with Missy and Colleen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw an article that listed Sigourney Weaver as like the, the standout in that, in that, uh, in the mm-hmm. series. And it was really, it was definitely Simone Missick. She is amazing yeah. as this yeah. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she does. She owns the scenes whenever she comes on. Like you automatically get her, her, her emotions. You know when she's pissed, pissed off. You know when she's fed up. You know when she's ready to just like start shooting people. Like she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She goes full out into her role. Others like you kind of like, what are you supposed to be doing now? But when it comes to Misty, you know exactly who she is and what she's thinking in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene was when they all got together for the first time in the restaurant. There was just this really cool interaction between all of them. Mm-hmm. It was awkward. It was funny at times. Um, you know, they were all sort of uh, figuring each other out and um, skeptical of one another. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought that that was really fun to watch. But the scene that really got my goosebumps going was seeing Missy Knight wake up in the bed without her mm. arm. Oh, I was no. like, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's on now. Like, like, where's where's Tony? Where's Tony? Where's he? Is he on his way? And then someone said on Twitter, what if it was Riri that gave her her arm? I was like, I would <gasps> I would cry so many tears. Oh, God. It wouldn't even be any fun. It would just, uh, it would be so good. It would be beautiful. I, yeah, I would cry. I, I don't know what they plan to do with that, if they're going to make it canon if they're going to take creative liberties but when she woke up with one arm I was just like okay it's on Misty Knight here we come you never know Riri could be an intern at the hospital working in their bionics lab you never know I'm ready for it I'm here for it yeah Yeah. so did anybody have a least favorite scene yeah can I start Um, I'm good can I start because my least favorite scene leads off of what um, Jamie said about the scene at the dining table mm-hmm. that to me was my least favorite scene because of how it ended it the interaction between them initially was good but then when everyone moved off you had jessica go us uh, go on a side with with matt and then you just had luke with danny and that scene irked me because of how it ended we had danny giving luke the last dumpling off of his plate and to me when it comes to this show like maybe i'm reading too much into it i to me it was very symbolic because earlier in the episode we had luke literally taking bullocks for Danny. He literally stood in the way of bullets for Danny. He's been mature and he's been advising Danny. And all Danny can do is give him the last dumpling off his plate. To me, it was insulting. <laughs> As I said, I could be reading way too much into it, but I found it very insulting because of that. That to me was a, was Danny's privilege just like, you know, coming just coming out in one simple action. It's like, you're going to offer him another full plate. You're giving the one off of your plate. Like, you know what I mean? I, as I said, mm-hmm. I could be reading too much into it. Uh, that's, that's 
You might be a little bit. I, I I would hate to defend Danny in this moment, but sadly I do, just because of the comics. I think yeah. they are trying to set up this relationship between yeah. the two of them. Because who knows, they may go in the Power Man Iron Fist route later on. But we have to see these we have to see these moments because they're yeah. trying to build character development and build this rapport between these two characters. So and like Kayla said earlier, Luke has always been a protector of Danny in the comics, so it does make sense that he would take bullets mm-hmm. for him. So yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not a fan of Iron Fist at all, but if they're following canon, then it makes sense why they would do that. And that also, for me, it wasn't for... about him taking the bullets. It wasn't about him taking the bullets because he's done that for other characters in the in the show. It's, it's about the scene at the at the dining table. To me, he was just a he was just annoying. He was very immature. And the way it just ended up with him just doing that to me was insulting. But it, it wasn't about the taking the bullets because he's done that for Claire. He's done that for, for everyone. So that didn't bother me. It's just the whole dumpling thing. I said it differently because to me, if I give somebody and, and maybe it's just like it's different, like, you know, for, for from where you come from personally, because if I give you the last thing on my plate, especially if it's something I like, that means I really, really. And he was killing right. that food. Right. Yeah, he, he was. was killing that food. So for me to for him to like be like, you want like I don't share food often. And if I share food with you, that's love. Yeah, so, that's a sign of affection. And, okay, and well, I guess for me it's different because I'm always sharing food anyway, so like I guess. Mm-hmm. Least Wait. favorite scene: the bear gutting scene. Uh, <laughs> honest, oh, like yeah. I was not here for it. What was the purpose of that? Just to show I how menacing it, he is, or I think so. Yeah. But, but, but was it menacing though? Because it wasn't to me. I was just like, well, I thought the purpose could have been of doing was, anything else. I thought the purpose of it was showing how. Um, they're out there doing like the dirty work and she's just around because that mm, conversation yeah. that they had in the background, True. he was like, yeah, you don't like getting your hands dirty. And True. you know, all of them like Gao has, you know, whatever going on. Um, he had whatever going on. Like all of these people have been like in the trenches and she's just kind of there kind of, you know, privileged white lady, like, okay, you go do that for me. And so, I'm just, yeah, that's good. I'm just protective told- of animals because of Punisher and the dog. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be pr- I'm protective of animals I have lots of fur babies so I'm just like I don't want to see that but yeah he told that whole story about how he stalked the moon bear and for like seven days and then found him and killed him and it was yeah. like I guess it was supposed to be analog- analogous about how she should have been stalking the iron fist and bringing mm. him forth yeah she yeah. yeah she failed because that's what he told her. He said, you failed. And he's like, oh, so now you're coming to me to do your dirty work. And she's like, well, we have to do it together. I'd be like, listen here, lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to do anything with you. But my favorite, my least favorite scene was um, Danny storming into the boardroom and trying to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell him. Um, he he was so, he was so little big mad. And I was like, what is wrong with you? so awkward i had to like fast forward and then i remembered i was live tweeting this i'm like god damn it now i gotta rewind to get and watch the whole thing oh it was just he was so awkward and oh, i just i couldn't laugh it wasn't supposed to be funny but it did, they, did they intentionally make him like the the butt of everybody's jokes in this series like the comic relief because that's the sense that i got from his role i I think some of it yeah. was intentional and some of it wasn't because there's like the scene where in the end where where she where 
Jessica calls him ironclad. And the way that scene plays, I think yeah. that was an ad lib. I don't think that was intentional because his facial expression was like, am I supposed to play into this? And I'm thinking a lot of it, I think a lot of it is ad libs, especially on Jessica's part. Because hmm. that's, that's who Kristen Ritter is as an actress. I can see her just like getting petty and like, I'm going to call you all kind of things during this whole show. Yeah, I, um, I, m- my least favorite scene was, um, when Constable McNobody did like the traditional <laughs> cop thing, like, you, you might not have a job. Like, who, who, why did you say Constable him? McNobody? <laughs> who, uh, like, who is that guy? Who is he and why is he here? <laughs> Somebody said he looks like the guy from the meme of the black guy on the telephone with the glasses. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. I uh, I, am I the only one? I okay. Uh, another least favorite scene, really fast. Colleen being so okay. Oh, parental warning, dickmatized by Danny, Girl. and like I was so Girl. over it. I Girl. did not get at all the whole show. I was like, why is everybody going on and on about Colleen? I don't get it. I thought I was missing something because I was like, what? If he's oatmeal, she's just a sprinkling of little brown sugar on top of it. It's still not much. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see much interaction with them to indicate that they actually had a relationship until, like, towards the end when they kissed. But it was, they seemed very distant. It was the holding of the hand when they were on their way back on the plane. And then, like, every time she talked about him, she was just, like, crying all the time. I was like, Colleen is not like this. Who wrote this? It's not even canon. Danny and Colleen never hooked up in the comics. I was like, like, why is she so? I was like, he is not worth it, sweetheart. Do we need to pay money to, like, save you? I'm like, I remember that scene where you got your stomach slashed open. He stood there being angry, not even looking at you. Exactly. Exactly. You don't need to be with him. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been off of them from the moment like he went into her dojo and he disrespected her, her dojo, and her students. I was like, as a sensei, how are you going to get into a relationship with a man that, that has such utter disrespect for you as a person? He's constantly condescending to her. He's he's rude, and, he's, and he patronizes all of the women that he comes into interaction with, in both in Iron Fist and in Defenders. He has not been cordial to any of those women. He's rude to Jessica. He's rude to Colleen. He's dismissive to Claire. He listens to nothing they say. Like, he's not worth it. Like, he's a joke. Wow. Okay. Well, that... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the villains of Defenders, we obviously talked a lot about Alexandra. You guys know my opinions. I find that she's the worst character so far in the Marvel Netflix series. Um, But what were your thoughts of the other villains of the Defenders. I think if we can name them off, we, we have Alexandra, we have Black Sky, we have The Hand, um, yeah, Madame Gao. Uh, what, what did you guys think about the villains on this series? Bakudo could have stayed dead, okay? I'm so over him. Like, he just made me so angry. Like, his existence made me angry the Why entire did he come time. Back? He, he was boring. He's so boring. And really, people who didn't watch Iron Fist didn't know who yeah. he was. And right. I, they were really yeah. confused. They were like, who is this guy? I was like, ah, th- those guys didn't tough it out because I'm, no. I, I toughed it out to make <laughs> to know what was going on. I have no idea who he is, and I, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that lack of knowledge. I did like, I that, I did like that one dude, Sawande. 
who was tied yeah. up. Yeah. He was in the he was in Roots, by the way. I was like, I've seen that face, and he was the um, oh, yeah. the, the first character, the first ancestor in Roots. Um, yes. Kunta Kinte's dad, I think. Um, but anyways, yeah, I I really liked Sawande, and he was just not budging, and he was he did a really good job of depicting how menacing and just how dark that the hand can be and that these guys just you know give no fucks about anything and uh that scene where his head gets chopped off by stick i was like damn yeah yeah Yeah, i wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting that either yeah what a wave like him and the japanese guy they were my villains i like those two guys i'm like i can watch them just be evil together because i don't know what they did with madame gao in this episode but they did water her down a little bit she was always so self-effacing with alexandra and i just it was getting on my nerves well i actually i actually like liked it because to me it kind of seemed like she was just hanging back like she was being very um very like calculating cautious and calculating Mm -hmm. because she wanted to see exactly where alexandra (laughs) was so she was kind of playing this sort of meek role because she wanted to pull her out in my opinion she wanted to pull her out i could see that too she's done that to fisk she's done that she does she does that's her mo which that's why she survives yeah because i I don't she don't think she's dead i don't think she's dead dead. oh no she's not no 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 if anybody was gonna make it she's got to be there for the next season of daredevil it's exactly. True. To me, she's the. To me, she's the. She's the linchpin in Daredevil and Iron Fist. And she, if she's the type of character, like if she was dead, they were going to show her being dead. Like she's worthy of us actually having closure on, exactly. on what's going on with her. I just want like. Madam Gao, Olena Tyrell fan fiction. That's all. Yes! Oh my god! Yes. Steamers yes. <laughs> together. Oh my god! That would be all epic. I need. Like the conversation between them during tea would be so oh. over my head. I wouldn't I get would, any. It'd be like yeah. it was in a different language. I wouldn't get any of it. <laughs> it would be more shade than an oak grove. I would love it. Oh I, would my word. For it. I can't Just come out of it thinking like I think she said my hair was nice, but I, I think they're gonna kill me. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. What did you guys think about Stick, though? Because he was like, I, I knew something was up, and I just did not trust that shifty bastard at all. Stick is trash. <laughs> Stick so got trash. what was coming to him, though. And he did, and I was so glad that he did. So glad. Because I was like, something's not up. They're like, oh, I'm going to save you. Oh, I need you to do this. And, and you know, I'm going to, we're, we're all working in this together. And then he tried to smoke out Luke, and I was not here for that. So, I mean, it was only a matter of time. Gangrene was getting that hand. He never got it looked to. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had all kind of blood poisoning. Oh, my God. <laughs> no yeah. one ever That's so true. That was a major plot hole. Like, I mean, he didn't cauterize it or anything. No, yeah. He up in a dirty don't care. Yeah, he was a goner anyway. This was just, it was quick. You know what I just thought of um, when you mentioned about him smoking out Luke Cage? I think that was as done as a reminder of Luke's um, fallibility. It's, it's mm-hmm. a reminder of, like, by the way, you may be bulletproof, but gas will get your ass. Like, it was a reminder to Luke, like, you can die. There are things that can kill you. So that literally, that just occurred to me. So I was like, oh, you know what? It makes sense now. As much as I wanted to see Stick get it, though, the fact that he had to die because of Danny really annoyed oh, me. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, this is the dude? Really? Okay, I guess. <laughs> because of you? <laughs> mm. <laughs> what's mm. what's the, um, the girl says in um, Matrix? Not like this. Not like the right. Exactly. <laughs> and if he had I, just killed Danny, he'd be alive. Yep. Yes. That was he had his chance. Alive. <laughs> oh it's my gosh. Like, I'm just thinking of all the things I would save before Danny, like coupons, a two piece, and a papa. <laughs> like, there's just all these things that should go before we actually kill somebody over Danny. Like, there's a, a lot of people died because of Danny's stupidity. Because, okay, so this goes to my other least favorite scene. I was going between the two. When they were in the warehouse with Steve just after he had killed Sawande, they're, they're realizing, you know what? We have to protect Danny. And this fool is going to argue with them. And they're like, no, this is what they want to turn you against me. I'm like, dude, they're talking about protecting you. If they wanted to turn against you, they could kill you right here, right now. He was so annoying. I'm like, shut up, Danny. Just shut up. I got that part because it was so canon. Like, if you've read the... He's such a child. And I love that they read him. They all called him a child, Mm -hmm. petulant, naive. (laughs) And I loved every part of it. It was so nice. Because, I mean, that's canon. Danny, until a certain point, is such a petulant child because of the thing... Because the things he went through as a kid, I'm not taking that away from him. But when somebody comes at me on Twitter talking about, well, he's got stuff too, and then tell me that everybody else's shit is not better than Dan- uh, things aren't worse than what Danny went through, no, no. Jessica no. has the worst trauma worst. out of all and of them. I, yeah, I, exactly. I know she you. got mind raped and physically raped because everything she did was against her will. So, and, and you don't so, hear her bringing it up every season. Exactly. My parents died. My parents, parents killed. And, and that's why I use that gift. It's not about you. It's not. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not you. I'm not here for that because everybody yeah. is here. They are all there everybody with their own personal trauma. demons. De- uh, freaking Matt's demons, man. Like right. man. My my dad was killed. I was in blinded. front of him. Yeah, like he's got to live with my a disability. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, he's blind. You're gonna, he's you're gonna be okay, he's Danny. After his disability, like Dan- Danny, sh- and was Danny experimented just- on in prison, where he was there because somebody mm-hmm. raped him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, then, like Danny, shut up. Like uh, that's why Colleen in the beginning, she in I think it was the third episode where she was like, "You are not the only person who has who has lost things because of the hand, Danny." And he's like, yeah. "No, but my parents died." She's like, "Dude, I just literally told you, you're not the only one with struggles." But my parents. I, I would have liked to see more Jessica and Colleen interaction because what Colleen went through was a lot of what Jessica went through was a lot of men playing with her mind, and I would Ooh, have liked yeah. to see more of that conversation. So I'm hoping exactly. that they can do that later. Yeah, there's a run in Daughters of the Dragon where she goes through some sexual and physical trauma, um, like what Jessica went through. Uh, so yeah, Colleen's dealt with a lot too. Maybe, we, maybe if she grows closer to Misty, Misty will tell her, like, girl, dump that fool because he ain't for you. And that, that's my hope that as they grow closer, Misty will be like, this dude is a child. Leave him alone. No, because I don't want Misty anywhere near Danny. Just in case they get ideas. That's the payoff. That's why I'm hoping they kept. That's why I'm not mad that Colleen and Danny became a thing, even though it wasn't canon. Make that canon for the show and then just keep it there. Do not have Danny anywhere near Misty, please. But I, I do really want, don't I want, but I want Jessica with Luke because they, I, they work together really well with what they've been through. I don't know. I, I mean, I love it. Weird. 
How about this? How about Jessica goes with uh, Matt and Luke and Misty get back together? Wait, no, we're clear. Darn it. No, I think I'm still still here for Luke and Misty. I think I'm one of the few shippers on that, but I I still wanted that to happen. I'm where Misty doesn't need a man. That's where I'm at with Misty. I feel like men in her life have just brought her so much (laughs) shit. I just don't want her. She needs to be just strong and by herself. I think there's a run, too, in the comics where Misty and Daredevil hook up as well. You know what? I can see that. You know what? I can see that. I can see that. Let them help each other in their disability together. Yeah. Matt yeah. has chemistry with like the wall with Jessica Scarlett. <laughs> That's true. I'm I mean, Matt with has chemistry with noodles. me through yeah, with me through the TV. What are you Matt, talking about? Matt, Matt is doing chem- numbers. Matt is doing serious numbers. Mm-hmm. With everyone and everything on that show. <laughs> listen listen to me. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about fan reception and feedback? of the series. Most of you guys, I think everybody here um, has live tweeted the show this weekend using the homies for hire tag. Um, What did you guys think when you were on Twitter and you signed on social media and saw what other people had to say about the show? It was enjoyable. It makes the experience more fun when we do it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad that we all didn't do it for Iron Fist because I mean, I had this, I was forced to watch Iron Fist because I'm in, an inter- <laughs> I'm in an interrelational relationship and he was kind of like a really big Danny Rand fan. And Yikes. I was like, uh. and yeah, I mean, well, he's like, he's, he's read the Iron Man, uh, Iron Fist comic since he was a kid. So I'm like, I'll oh. watch it with you. I mean, we share a TV up front. Okay. That's love right there. But I mean, I, it, it is, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and also I wanted to support Lewis and Colleen. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, watching it, but the the community that we all have as blurs on Twitter makes things a lot more enjoyable. Now yes. it's going to be interesting once we get to Punisher. Woo woo! Mm, I'm excited. Yes. Um, that yes. fan interaction. Um, but there's just certain things we know we're not going to watch. I'm not going to live tweet Inhumans. You guys can have that. I will drag no. it all day. I'm gonna I'm gonna live tweet the first episode just so I can drag it to hell. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then be done with it because I don't. I'm. I've sworn against hate tweeting. Like I, I can't do that yeah. from week to week. True Blood took it out of me. <laughs> I won't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, and and, and not watching good. Inhumans. Not watching Inhumans hurts because I really yes. like. Um, I really like what's his name. Um, Ewan or Hello? whatever. Oh um, yeah, Ramsey. He was Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, he can yeah. die in a fire. I mean, the actors. He's a lovely person. Well, he's a lovely person, but I can't see his face anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you I not watch? Did you not watch Misfits? Um, it's all been ruined. It's all been. Oh ruined. yeah, no, he's no I, Simon forever. I could, I forgave everything for Ramsey because he's still Simon. Mm. <laughs> for me, I, for me, what ruins um, in humans for me is because I love Anson Mount. Like I. I, I'm all for that guy since Hell on Wheels. And when I realized it was him, I was like, come on, man. You deserve better than this, Anson. Please, you deserve better than this. That show looks like so much trash. And, rem- like and, rem- a, a, yeah. and remember, <laughs> the showrunner of Inhumans also is the showrunner for Iron Fist. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will kill Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. What are they trying to do? Yeah, no, I, that's the new showrunner for Iron Fist, the guy who... Right, 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 off. right. Because he moved, he moved from Iron Fist to Inhumans, and they took the guy from Sleepy Hollow to put him to run the second yeah. season of Iron Fist. 
It's like they're purposely trying to kill that show. That's like that guy killed shows. He killed Sleepy Hollow and he killed Dexter. So <laughs> we are so off topic. Yeah, we are. But I'll say <laughs> sorry, I would have watched back, it. I wouldn't have watched the whole thing so quickly without the live tweet. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. that helped. It yes. makes it fun. It made it fun. It made it kind of enjoyable to see that some of us had like either the same reactions to certain things. I think like when we got to the point when they started like at the final fight scene, like that was exciting because everybody like we kind of like trudged through the whole series and it felt like, okay, finally there's a payoff. So that definitely made it fun and seeing where some Mm -hmm. people did actually enjoy it because like, how did Mm -hmm. they make you? What lab are you from? But, you know, so it, it was good to get a, <laughs> to get a full breath of experience. And there was jokes that everybody picked up on at the same right. time. And, yeah. like, when Jessica, you know, I am I was forever here for Luke landing on top of Jessica. And she'd go, remember this. And I was like, yes, <laughs> remember that. Earth moving, shattering. You're, or, like, yeah, every yeah, time baby. Luke was in a room with all the women he slept with. <laughs> we all yes, Your tweet yeah. went viral. That was an excellent tweet with I the Spider-Mans I, looking I at each other. That. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Um, but, but that's all I could think of. I was like, what's the part? Like, I was like, oh, okay, that one. And then, of course, like, everybody picked up on Luke pointing out Danny's white privilege. And I was like, yeah, yes. so that's the scene where I was like, this is, this is the iron. If I'm going to get iron fist, I want this iron fist and I want this power man. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. So everybody noticing that and everybody picking up on the same thing and having all these different mm-hmm. reactions. I loved our live tweets, our live tweets. Yeah. When we enjoy something, it makes it so much more enjoyable for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. I had put a tweet saying that this was an unpopular opinion, that the Defenders was a slow burn for me. And a lot of people tweeted to me saying, that's not unpopular. (laughs) (laughs) So that was popular because I had the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody thought like the beginning was slow. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't. It didn't pick up until the scene that um, Jamie pointed out. The episode four. Yeah, and that was, and for me, the rep, I loved the color scheme inside the restaurant when they were all together. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was so hungry during that scene. Same, (laughs) same. (laughs) So hungry. I'm like, y'all, I know you're talking, but can someone eat the food so I can watch you eat the food? (laughs) That always bugs me about shows or movies where you have a whole table full of food that no one is eating. Well, because they do so many takes, they have to keep eating it over yeah. and over again. And then it gets cold and stale and yeah. congealed, and nobody wants to eat that. But as viewers, we don't think that. As viewers, we just say, like, look at all that food. The food. <laughs> awesome. Oh well, listen, this was a really great show. Um, I look forward to everybody's opinions and thoughts of our discussion. So please use the hashtag BGM Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Also on SoundCloud, you can leave comments and tweet to us. We, we love talking about all of these cool comic book shows. And uh, you can always follow us on our social media handles. I'll have you guys give out each of yours. Um, I'll start first. My name is Jamie Broadnax. You can tweet to me at Black Girl Nerds or my personal handle at Jamie Broadnax. I'm Kayla, and you can find me at Maria underscore Hisella. And sometimes I tweet from BGN. I'm Melanie. You can find me at 
beauty underscore Jackson. Please say the underscore. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Carolyn. You can find me at at CarrieCNH12. And please hit me up and follow. And I I might follow you back. And maybe not. (laughs) And I am Mel. And you can find me at Jane underscore Anon. Excellent. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thank you guys for, for doing this chat. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.